0: That's the way the cookie crumbles, I think is how I'm supposed to say that. And that's the way the Fed crumbles. I mean, Prince. Hello everybody, and welcome to this edition of the Crypto Basic Podcast. My name is Kareem Baruch, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Brent Philbin. What's up? And Adam Levy. Sorry to interrupt your hey, hey, hey. work out there, Brent. Oh, hey. Hi. Well, Hello. <laughs> all right. So, guys, it is another Corona week in the crypto world and in America. Um, I think we're only going to keep our show 30% Corona as opposed to our previous 80% Corona episodes. How you all been doing, by old. the way, with all this uh, craziness? You getting cabin fever?
1: <sighs> yeah. So, <laughs> I decided I'm going to learn uh, some new skills. While I am locked up in the house. And the first skill I decided I wanted to learn was to make the perfect old fashioned. I've also got some other skills that I'm kind of tossing around there. I am going to actually release a video on this stuff. I've never really done video. So I guess that counts as one of the things like editing video and shooting and stuff. But (laughs) this damn thing has cost me right around $300 so far. Because oh. what, I, what keeps Gosh. happening is I keep buying like new things that I need to make a perfect old fashioned. Uh, like I just bought a blowtorch last night. <laughs> like,
0: this, oh my it's... god! This is the most Brent story ever.
1: So listen, I said I wanted to make it perfect. I didn't say I wanted to make one. And I, my goal was to have a whole an old fashioned that tasted as good as when I go to these like stupid speakeasies that everybody makes fun of me for going to that charge like sixteen dollars a cocktail. And I want to be eighty or ninety percent of what they do. I understand they are professionals; they're the best in the world.
0: Not only that, Brent, but you know you got to count for that other ten or fifteen percent of your brain that is being hypnotized by the atmosphere and experience. You're surrounded by friends. You're in a speakeasy. You had to give a code at the entrance. We feel like it doesn't, but all of that stuff is affecting oh, no, I know your experience just as much as a price tag.
1: Bro, going through those lo- those hidden lockers in, in Thailand? Oh, my God. that was awesome.
0: We went to, We went to a speakeasy in Thailand, and it was one of the coolest things ever. Ever. And it was, like, really expensive drinks, but in Thailand, so they were still
1: cheap, actually. <laughs> yeah, so it was, uh, like, $10 drinks, so which is 10 times the price, but it was
2: yeah. still cheaper <laughs> yeah, than yeah, here. Yeah. All right, uh, anyway. So, you – so, I mean, but the problem with old fashions are they're just – I don't think they taste good. Oh, I love them. They're like, I mean, I feel like there's better drinks out there, but you know, I guess if you love them, you might as well dedicate I, some effort to it. You know,
0: I, I, I do love the fact that you're starting to poke at the foundation of Brent's uh, goal here because this is really challenging. Is there such a thing as a perfect old fashioned yeah. when Adam won't even like it, no matter how good it is? <laughs> like not even gonna be perfect. Yeah, it, it'll be perfect to me, guys. Okay. Jeez, he's perfect. He's beautiful. The biggest old fashioned anybody's ever seen. But guys, enough about Brent's new skills. Adam, do you have any Corona updates before any personal? How are you handling this incarceration?
2: Um, I'm just playing too much Magic: The Gathering, playing a good amount of uh, online poker as well, and uh, just like, like I mean, it's kind of just like another day because I do. Th- I used to do this a lot. Where are you playing? What? uh, uh, ACR here and there. Oh, you're on
0: ACR. snap. I got to get your screen. Any sense? I'll send you
2: mine. And um, also, I don't know if today is Monday or Friday or like every day feels like it's either a Monday or Friday, even though today happens to be Thursday. But I like don't know if it's like oh, it's almost the weekend or oh, it's like Mm. the freaking work week. Like I, I have no idea anymore. I think it's kind of hilarious. But, not that it
0: matters because it's all blended together, yeah, right? Like, exactly. If the weekend's coming up. <laughs> yeah. it's not like you got plans. It's the like, freaking
2: weekend, baby! If if ever, if ever that tropey statement of time is a construct, which technically you're right, but doesn't mean you should just fuck off till two p.m. like doing nothing, sleeping or something. That's what my friend would use it for. But okay. I right. think in this circumstance, it kind of is like you know, it doesn't really matter right now.
0: Yeah. Okay. I have one more question though before we move on to the rapid fire. How did you never tell us that you could do a Sean Connery impression? Can you do? Can you say that time construct thing again? He sounded Ta- just like.
2: I'll try it, but I didn't intentionally do it. Like time was a the construct. Extra. Is it that?
0: Uh, it sounds. Yeah, it sounds kind of like. Ooh, I don't know. Okay, next intro. Adam doing that voice. Just say. I'm pretty sure <laughs> the basic bitches will. Agree. Welcome
2: to Crypto Basic Podcast. No. no, it's not.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, no. keep working on it. I'll work <laughs> on it. I'll work on it. <laughs> all right,
1: it's the guys. the Sean Connery Strip Club DJ voice.
0: Ooh, that's exactly what it is. Thank you, Brent. I was trying to put...
1: Uh,
2: can we get Diamond to the, the standard <laughs> pole, please? Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> all right, guys. So we are going to kick things off our real show now that we all kind of vented a little bit. Impressions aside, we got to get to that rapid fire. Rapid fire section where we cover news in the crypto space. Some headlines that caught our eyes. Who's going to be our fire today?
2: <laughs> it's me. It's always me. I'm the rapid fire guy. Adam will spit uh, the fire. Yes. And uh, we're going to spit the fire. Speaking of spitting the fire, Robert Kiyosaki, the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, tweeted some fire regarding uh, the current state of our economy. And uh, the tweet, it kind of made its waves in, uh, in the crypto, like on, on Reddit and I saw some other places. Uh, within like the cryptocurrency sphere. So it said, "Lesson five: Save money." All caps. Are you nuts? Why save money when QE Fed counterfeiting is printing trillions of fake dollars—eighty-two million a month, two hundred twenty-five million billion a day—and it's like save, save gold, God's money, or Bitcoin, people's money. And like, it's kind of cool to see. The, the guy, I mean, I know that Rich, I've never read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, but I know that it's like an iconic book for, you know, entrepreneurs and investing. And to see that guy publicly, you know, he's got 1.3 million followers speaking out regarding how you really should be investing in this or that, but not the stock. I mean, basically Bitcoin. That's cool.
0: No, yeah. And, and specifically, he's here not saying don't invest right, but that... Unfortunately, we've created an environment where saving is a penalty. Saving your money in dollars when there's an unlimited printing press is a losing proposition. So it's important to remember that when the Fed goes crazy like this, I mean, and here we need it, but how they've been going crazy, the people who get punished the most are the people that are holding currency. If you're holding stocks, which uh, has asset price inflation, you're doing great. If you're holding real estate, prices are getting more and more expensive. Right, you're doing uh, great. And here, <laughs> even though I'm not religious myself, I do think it's kind of cool to refer to gold as God's money because it's kind of like the valuable thing in the universe. It was around before. We, ah, like in um, yeah, I like it here.
2: Yeah, that's a. Uh, I yeah, I appreciate but that. But I didn't know.
1: God say gold was Caesar's money? God, this is no, so no, no, hard to no, keep no, track no. of. no, no, no. He didn't say that. It wasn't. It was the
0: coins. It was the coins. You're, and that's Jesus, not God. Brent, stop. They're the no. same. No. I'm, I'm, wow, I'm you sure are—you're westernizing everything. Okay, just get out of your white male bias for three seconds, Brent. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Speaking uh, of three seconds,
0: <laughs> yeah. But as a quick, quick side note, though, guys, Kiyosaki, you're right. Rich Dad, Poor Dad was is iconic and did give good advice and teach people to think. But he's also kind of a douche, man. He's kind of one of these guys that like is kind of scammy. And they'll
1: yeah, do all I think the, of him like the Wolf of Wall Street guy. Like,
0: yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never had a good... These, yeah. yeah.
1: There's yeah, all I mean, these rich dad, poor dad like symposiums where they try to sell you like mutual funds and life insurance and yeah. stuff. Let,
0: let, let me put know. it to you this way. I wouldn't be surprised if he was a paid speaker at Trump University. All right, Just real talk. These are the kinds of like, co-workers uh, that we're talking about.
1: Doesn't mean he's wrong on advice. No, no, means no. He's kind of... He
2: does. I did look at his Twitter and he had a uh,
1: like a game that you
2: could be a millionaire by playing this game that he created. So it's like, Uh, you know, he's really trying.
0: (laughs) Well, there you go. No, (laughs) I'm glad
2: (laughs) he's trying to. He's definitely trying to champion his own image (laughs) and uh, make money off of it to some extent. But I can't say that he's incorrect here. I think he's pretty right.
0: No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's. I mean, listen, one of the real lessons in life is somebody can be an asshole and still be right, and somebody can be nice and still be wrong,
2: and vice versa, right? Yeah. Uh, So, also, next topic is The Sandbox. It's an Ethereum-based game that's sold out a third of its pre-sale. Now, I actually told Brent, like, yo, these guys contacted us. We should get them on the show. And then uh, Brent immediately was like, want to play Jackbox? And I'm like- (laughs) what (laughs) not sandbox not jackbox i don't even know there's a box in there hopefully uh we can get these guys on the show um this seems like a pretty cool game it's basically so i could post a trailer in the show notes but basically it's a mine it kind of looks like a minecraft kind of vibe but you remember decentraland that came out you can buy like plots of land and stuff
1: lost money on them yeah, I, I donated my land. I didn't understand what I was doing, and it's just like gone forever. Oh my god! <laughs> didn't, didn't know that. That's funny. It was like 150 bucks for no reason, or whatever. It's probably worth like five cents now, but yeah.
2: <laughs> but but they had their third presale, and it sold out in six hours of buying virtual real estate. There's three thousand. 330 ETH, which is equivalent to 440K, and there were 12,000 plus land parcels sold, all caps land, and there will only be 166,464 lands ever available in the map. So this seems pretty cool. It seems like there's a decent amount of hype. Um, I mean, considering it's on its third presale and now it's selling out. And um, it's, it expects to be released in late 2020, and there will be a fourth pre sale before that. So, I mean, check out the trailer. And I, I think, it, I think you know, hopefully we can get these guys on uh, the pod, talk more about gaming yeah, and bring their game.
1: Him. We'll bring them on. I like that they're doing it in the Minecraft way before anything happens because Decentraland kind of pretended like they were going to be. Uh, you know the the what's that that movie the book the virtual thing can't think of the name of it. <laughs> do, 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 like, do, Back do, to the future car is like the main thing. God, why can't they? I... Ready Player One. They kind of ah. s- made it seem like they were going to be like a Ready Player One like super sick virtual world, and then they were like, and eh, really, it's closer to Minecraft. <laughs> but. <laughs> they didn't make that decision until after they already had their original sale. So got it.
2: So yeah, that's kind of it. I think it's pretty cool. Looks the graphics. I mean, honestly, it'd just be cool to have any type of game like this out on the, uh, on the blockchain. Uh, I think we we were, I remember 2018 was supposed to be the year. There was so much hype at the end of like around the holidays in 2017 saying, 2018 is going to be the year of gaming for crypto. It's going to be a massive year. And I mean, it was not a massive year for anything in crypto. But I would like to see, I just want to see cool games popping up. And hopefully this also like God's Unchained. Haven't heard much from them lately, but that seemed cool. And yeah, let's just get more games going. Now, shifting gears back to Bitcoin. They outperformed the Dow and S&P1 in quarter one, which just ended March 31st. So Bitcoin started at seven thousand one hundred eighty-two at the beginning of the year, and it pushed up to ten point four k and dipped below five k for like a blink uh, during the mass hysteria a few weeks ago. And Kareem, what's it currently at? Give me a guess. Seventy
0: five
2: hundred. Uh, nope, it's not that good. But it's only a hundred and fourteen dollars below. What it was at the beginning of the year, seven thousand uh and uh sixty-eight dollars. So <laughs> what's sick is that the yeah, I mean, Kareem, come on, the market's not that good yet. I mean, there's still the hysteria from a few weeks ago, it's gotta rebuild, but it's up thirteen percent in the last day. <laughs>
1: it's it's not enough to see a negative correlation, I don't think, yet. Like you're you're not saying like, oh, we're we're safe if we're in Bitcoin while stocks drop, but it's gonna be interesting to look at this. They had a bigger decline from top to bottom. So if you're, it depends on which way you're going to cherry pick the data. If you cherry pick beginning of the year, they're okay. But if you look at ten thousand to seven thousand, the drop is more than the drop was for the S and P or the Dow. So it's a short term kind of black swan situation pseudo black swan i guess i mean when the by the time the market fell plenty of people knew it was gonna fall and i i just read that loffler sold even more than we thought she did by a oh, yeah. factor of like three and so, invested
0: oh. in invested in companies that made medical equipment like masks and stuff like that nah bro she needs to like i know it won't happen but she needs to go to jail
1: it's so much yeah, like well, yeah i mean it's hard to yeah no she's she won't but she should yes
2: Well, I do just want to say that you are right, but it's like Bitcoin is only down 10%, S&P lost 20%, down 23%. I agree. But like it still uh, just kind of shows some resilience, I think. The fact that it rebounded
1: after going to 5K and now we're back to 7K. Yeah, it's good. Like I said, I'm going to be really interested to watch it play out over the course of the year. I'm doing some Interesting things with my cash. I, I ended up, I think I said it in the last episode, but I ended up making like the equivalent of a day trade, which is not something I've really ever done. I just, I just was like, yeah, hey, let me buy this. It went up 100%. So I sold it kind of thing. And I'm, I'm wondering if I'm going to end up doing a little bit more of that just along the line because I don't, I don't really want to hold stocks at this point. I would rather be cash or cash equivalents. So, or some more, what, or the massive portion of my portfolio that is crypto that it shouldn't be if I was giving actual financial advice which I'm not
2: (laughs) we are not financial advisors so folding at home which Kareem mentioned last week I guess you know this is probably a somewhat of a loaded headline but according to Decrypt it said that folding at home is now make it's making it the world's fastest supercomputer maybe you know like I guess they're they're right it's not like it's well, I guess, hold on. Let me stop. Are super computers is a quantum computer considered a supercomputer? Like how does, I don't know. what. Either way. Uh, no, quantum I would be above so that.
0: A quantum computer is, I think, I think there's only one.
1: There isn't. Oh, okay. So oh, right. there, there's Google only an environment kinda... where Google simulates what it would be like if you could use a quantum computer. But there isn't actually any uh, multiple state computer like that, no.
2: Okay, so then, yeah, maybe maybe it is the world's fastest supercomputer now because 1 million PC owners combine their GPU power to fight COVID-19. And, you know, this is, I mean, it, listen, if you can do this, do it. You know, if we're, I mean, if we're at home doing nothing and you can somehow help folding at home,
1: why not? You know, and it doesn't hurt your computer's power that much. I'm actually going to give you a pretty interesting way to do it later in the episode. Oh, cool. Well, uh, yeah. Do you guys have anything to say on this? No, I mean, I, fantastic. What I wasn't Bitcoin like... the, didn't Bitcoin hold didn't the Bitcoin network hold this title at some point? Yes, they did. So I wonder if it surpassed, I don't, I don't remember the, 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 there was like flops or teraflops yeah. or something. It, flop
2: is what it's called so okay
1: I knew there were, there was flops in the word because I just remembered associating it with <laughs> with the poker flop and thinking it was funny but yeah so I will
2: give you this much from in so I guess it's not actually decrypt that that said you know it, it's more Nvidia so they okay basically Nvidia said this combines for over one exaflop of processing power which is i guess more than one quintillion floating points operate operation floating point operations per second whatever that means I don't know what it means um but yeah so that's that's a lot and I guess it's more than bitcoin cool
1: hmm. oh there's also well, pen- I know a lot of those bitcoin asics couldn't do what uh what folding at home needs like Kareem was saying because they're specific to the Bitcoin <laughs> network
0: Yeah, they can't do anything else. They just do that.
1: Yeah. So, I don't know. But, like, that's it's pretty cool. I I hope more and more people point their computing power at it until we tackle this problem.
2: So, uh, apparently, the other, the former world's fastest supercomputer can officially sustain only around 150 petaflops, which is 0.15 exaflops. I don't know what these prefixes... like. We're just going really deep down. Teraflops. (laughs) Teraflops, exaflops, pentaflops. I don't know. Pokerflops. I think think para means like...
1: And these mean numbers. Anyway. Yeah. And lastly, coin market cap has been bought out by Binance. Uh, Something... we could have told you years ago, right, Kareem?
0: Mm-hmm. We saw that relationship building.
2: Mm. Well done. Uh, yeah, for 400 milli, that's a, it's a chunk of cash. Well done just being... It, it's crazy because in 2017, honestly, that's when a lot of these companies... That's when CoinMarketCap earned their keep because they're. I forget what I used to go to. I think it was CoinCap. But CoinCap had an app that just started sucking and it was very minimal. And then CoinMarketCap came out and it was just a better website. And when we,
0: when we met um, some of the people that were behind them, when we were at the conference, we really saw how like central, maybe not, not in a sense of like, I don't want to say it's weird. It wasn't like importance to the underlying realities of the projects, but because CoinMarketCap was so popular uh, every project felt like they were the doorway to the public. So they were getting so much pressure about the way, oh, how are you reporting circulating supply? How are you reporting total supply? How are you How you guys do this and this? And it's just like, you know, from the user side, it's just like, oh, I go to CoinMicroCap. But then there from the industry side, you saw this kind of weird gatekeeper dynamic that had developed, right? And not everybody that they wants were those metrics
1: to be a different... Metric to benefit their you know, make their coin worth more or whatever. Right. Yeah. I
2: mean, that's interesting. It's like you start this, you're just some, you know, a few developers who just, Hey, let's get this website. This is a good idea. And then at some point you just become the, the barometer for transparency in, the crypto space, and then all of a sudden, you have all these keyboard cowboys coming at you and saying, Is this correct or do you have this right? Oh, that shouldn't be on there. You should delist uh, BitConnect, which I mean, maybe they should. Uh, maybe they, I don't know. It's not, but it's just like they should probably delist BitConnect at this point. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I mean, I'm I we're talking about a few years ago. Yes, at this point, for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like all of a sudden you build this up, and now you have these kind of moral and ethical kind of dilemmas that you have to deal Mm -hmm. with. And I mean, I guess that's, you know, that's what happens when you you turn it into a very profitable business.
0: Right. That's what happens with social media companies when they start succeeding, right? All of a sudden, what you allow and how you censor and how, if you censor and everything you do becomes relevant. Like should
1: fat people be allowed to be shown on TikTok? Probably (laughs) not. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay and this took a no turn. that's a real thing no, that's a real
0: thing like the tiktok the tiktok is
1: suppressing ugly people and minority like people, minorities. And
0: people. Yeah, yeah 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 no it's like <laughs> yeah it's
1: wow pretty bad. yeah so
2: i think that binance is really trying to make moves they're kind of trying to be the the company that is just you know the the crypto. They kind of feel like the cryptocurrency. Well, I'm not going to say Facebook because they're in a bad light, but we'll say six seven years ago when uh, Facebook and then there were other companies. It was like Facebook, Google, and a few others where they were kind of fighting. Buying, I guess Facebook and Snapchat were competing for a bit where they were buying up these smaller companies to like to to either block. You know, Facebook was buying. I think they bought Instagram for a billion. And, uh, you know, to block other companies. And then, like, I think Facebook also bought, like, some, some you know, like, those filters. They bought – I think it was MSQRD was the company. And they bought them to to block Snapchat. So, I could see, kind of, Binance doing stuff like that where now they're just trying to, you know, they, they've they developed their kind of – they've amassed their empire. They're amassing their empire to some extent. And, and maybe that's good. Maybe that's bad. But, I mean –
1: we should, maybe we should be careful with it. So, who do you think is making better purchasing decisions? Binance and CZ buying CoinMarketCap for 400 million or Justin Sun acquiring BitTorrent for 140 million and uh, whatever the hell he bought Steam it for?
2: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I guess it's that's a fair. great question,
0: Brent, because it doesn't matter what the buying decision was. Justin Sun's intention is to turn everything to shit. CZ is oh, trying right. to make money. These are different uh, Yeah.
2: Spice that's fair, so yeah, I, I we, we will happily take CZ buying coin cap over whatever Justin's son is buying.
1: And as a lead into our next thing, tell me a little bit more about coin market Uh, well, yesterday they put a little
2: post up on at the top of the top 100 cryptocurrencies, and number zero was toilet paper token. <laughs> And uh, it's the circulating supply was out of stock and the price graph looked <laughs> like an actual butt. And <laughs> I just think it's hilarious that they they did that. And I appreciate it. I actually tweeted at CoinMarketCap or just I, I just said like, well, played CoinMarketCap and added them. And then they re- with the picture and they replied, we wiped really well, used the toilet paper emoji and then. Got all the nooks and crannies. Wow. Quite a reply. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) I'm pretty hilarious. So, yeah, CoinMarketCap had a pretty good April Fool's joke. Brent, you want to talk about some... We got a little pop quiz for the listeners
1: out there. Well, we're about to. But what's not an April Fool's joke, Adam, is that Wild Foods is still in operation. We are still shipping stuff directly to you. And we have plenty of supply. Now, we're not throwing any toilet paper. But... We are giving you the ability to use real food and real ingredients with your food, or they. I'm saying we, they, it's kind of the same thing, but not crypto basic podcasts, it's wild foods. Anyway, got everything that you need from coffee, because you're probably not going to be able to go to Starbucks. Their coffee is shit in comparison anyway. And we've even got great cocoa butter, keto bars, and just released the immune complex with eight mushrooms as well as we've got a prebiotic and probiotic so that you can take that and lower your toilet paper consumption in the process <laughs> you can use code crypto basic 12 to get 12 off your order and you can do so at wildfoods.co the.co non.com go on there check it out some of that stuff actually the uh, spoiler will end up being out of stock but it's not yet so we're still good to go and that is that the end of that little rant there. I thought instead of bullshit, bullshit boys, it was time to play April Fools or not April Fools. Oh, I like it. Oh, and Adam, I know you know the answer to some of these, so just stay quiet if you do. Uh, or you maybe you could after Cream answers, you could say I knew this one, but here was my original thought when I saw it. And I have uh, what do we got? We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven of them. That could go either way so is it an april fools headline or not an april fools headline so let's start with this one research suggests that bitcoin creator also founded monero uh
0: april fools because we know who founded monero and we don't know
1: who founded bitcoin we do not know who founded monero we they monero's founder is also a pseudonym it was uh something saber. Saberhagen. Yeah, yeah. Carl yeah. Van Saber or something.
0: But I, I don't know, I remember it being like much less subtle or maybe we had better ideas. I don't know. I'm gonna say uh April Fool's.
1: Adam.
2: Yeah, I uh I had to double check. I was pretty sure this is April Fool's, but um I just didn't really know that much about Monero, so like yeah. Eh. Uh, I was generally I would say like 70 30 April Fools but there was like a part where I was like this could be cool if it was true but it's not.
1: It was not it was Nicholas Van Saberhagen not Carlo Carl or whatever I just said. Uh yeah, this is in fact an April Fools joke that was put out by MoneroOutreach.org. It was pretty cool where they <laughs> the the way they were drawing the uh comparisons it was kind of like they they posted like pictures of white papers that were like crinkled like they found them in a safe somewhere and they they showed that he spelled favor with like an (laughs) o-u-r and it was clearly the same anyway it was a it was a cute little joke but yes that was an april fools joke um next one april fools or not april fools github has decided to bury bitcoin's code in an arctic mountain to preserve it for at least a thousand years what uh, the f- i'm mean, going truth yeah i, I, feel, I don't know i this feel one. like
0: that's an easy truth though because it could be just any marketing idea any cool like yeah i mean no reason not to believe this if,
2: so i just wanted to say that if it was if it was another company but github's so nerdy that they're
1: you know they're, they're just
2: they're, they're they like bitcoin they're gonna they're gonna want
1: to do stuff like this before you lock in your answers, I invite you to click on the link and read, the, maybe watch the, the video. Watch it for about one minute, and Jason will edit out the blank space, and then come back and tell me what your thoughts are. There's a video right there.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. You know what's funny? That he mentioned the global seed vault, and as soon as he said that, that's the that's the first thing I thought about when you were saying this story but I didn't think to be connected, but anyway, let me keep watching.
1: No, I, that's probably enough. If you got that far. Okay. Did you change your opinion at all? Adam? I don't know now. <laughs> I mean, it's
2: just like now it seems more complicated. I thought that the, I wanted to change my opinion in the first second of the video, because the guy had like the Sean Connery, like, and now like uh <laughs> voice, the very dramatic trailer voice, uh, that is usually kind of trolly. So I'm at, yeah, I'm just going to go on that initial read and say that it's actually just
1: not true.
0: I'm going to stick with my read that this is. A yeah, well, Kareem
1: things. was familiar with the project. So yeah, th- this was not an April Fool's prank. I went through all the same emotions <laughs> Adam just went through. Like I was, I, I saw it. It was posted on April Fool's Day. I looked at the comments. Some of the comments said April Fool's, some of them didn't. So I had to go look at this thing. I pressed the video. The video looked exactly like an April Fool's video would look if you were making it for this, at, like the high production quality from something like Microsoft. And then, like, I had to actually go one step further and see if the Global Seed Project was real. It is. Oh, come so on. yeah, I uh, that is not. I thought that was real. April Fools. I thought that was real, the Global Seed
2: Project. But I thought they were saying that was like literal seeds. <laughs> I didn't actually watch much past the the no point yeah there there's that is it.
0: that is one of the projects is to all kinds of communities around the world and universities and everything have been sending seeds to this place for decades to be stored in case something terrible happened that we would still have access to all the biodiversity at least of plants that we have now,
2: but Bitcoin yeah. should also be in there as well, yeah, probably yeah, yeah, it's not a bad idea, yeah
1: damn it well so... and it looks like
0: it's a whole other project, not just Bitcoin but like. To
1: store. Yes, code? there are a lot of different projects nice. that are included, a lot yeah. of open source code. So, our next one, April Fools or not April Fools. Okay. Craig Wright is announced as victorious <laughs> in the <Kleinman laughs> okay, stop, case. Stop. Did you say victory
0: in Craig Wright? This is a fucking joke. I'm uh-huh. That's my read. I'm After done. want to hear. Signing <laughs> transaction
1: with Satoshi's keys.
0: Oh, okay. Well, even more so. But c- come on now. Come <laughs> on now. Reality hasn't broken that much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, this one was uh this one was by Woo. finance magnates. i like April com. Fool's didn't f- I don't Fool's Fool's. think it fooled anybody. Uh yeah, that is <laughs> that is very much an April Fools joke. All right. Next one up, the FDIC released a video warning you not to withdraw cash from your bank account in the wake of this crisis.
0: You know what? Uh I could see how Somebody would repost real news in a more alarmist way to try to like get more whatever. But do I think that there was a real advisory from, you know, it sounds just like a, like a CDC or who saying, you know, wash your hands or don't go outside or whatever. Like they're probably saying, don't panic buy, don't go panic buy toilet paper. So it would make sense for like the FDIC to say, Hey, don't go panic, withdraw a bunch of cash. So I'm going to say not April Fool's. This one's fine with me.
2: Yeah, I'm going to say not April Fool's. I think it's uh, just them trying to cover their tracks because they're scared that people are going to withdraw the money. But the thing is, is that, fuck, didn't the FDIC say that banks are no longer backed by them? <laughs> no, if, uh, no. Or did I miss it a little more chaos if that came out as a news? God, man. There was something that I saw the other day that I was like, this doesn't seem good. Uh, I'd have to find the the research. But yeah, I'm sure that would be – you're you're right. There would be a little more chaos regarding that. Every
0: single morning I've had, this (laughs) doesn't (laughs) seem good. Uh, I'm going to go play poker. (laughs)
1: Uh, So the FDIC did in fact release a video warning you not to pull out your cash. Literally, it's a minute-long video. And in the video, they say, please don't go to the bank and take out your cash. You don't want to be sitting around with giant wads of cash, people sticking. These are like qu- almost direct quotes. I am not. I didn't actually write them down, but people it didn't work out for people who stuck money under their mattresses in the past. And they said, no FDIC insured depositor has lost money since 1933. <laughs> these are all in the video. It's a minute long. I went into this knowing that it was not an April Fool's prank. And watch the video thinking, holy shit, this is the most tone-deaf video I think I've ever watched. Um, so, yeah. It, and, it, and to top it off, it's somebody with a really thick non-American accent that is uh, talking about how the FDIC is begging you not to do it.
0: I'm going to watch it right now. Jason can edit it. Okay. Yeah.
1: Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs>
0: Your (laughs) money safe with the banks, everybody.
1: I mean, it was just that video is just ridiculously cringy. I I I can't believe somebody thought this is a good idea. Let's release it. I I, I didn't cringe, I just laughed a lot.
2: Like the they immediately are playing the piano like, you know, dramatic music, and then there's some lady Mm -hmm, who's mm -hmm. not who who's got some European accent talking about your Mm -hmm. USD. It feels like try. a
0: life insurance commercial getting ready to tug at your, string, uh, your heartstrings, you know? Yes. Like, uh, yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: your family will be left alone, and they need security. <laughs> Keep making it. And, and no one has lost yes. any money
1: since the last global crisis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, You're <man>. flying. <laughs> All right. Next up, a dead ICO sub, Our Gems Protocol, has been repurposed to sell rare gems.
0: Mm, let me see it would be dead uh and then after wait 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 wait
2: wait. uh sorry you this is like gems the website that came out like uh in early 2018 i think this was before i was on the show but man it took the social social like twitter by storm everyone was just like and it was like two brothers that started this from San Francisco and they were were saying, hey, share this, share this, share this. And it was like within three days, they had like 50,000 people in the Gems community. And then apparently, I guess it was kind of like shoddy. So... Nah. What? Stop.
0: Stop. Okay. Okay. I don't... (laughs) Adam, You're not making any sense. (laughs) 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 Okay. So here's here's what my thought process was going to be on this one. Okay. I was thinking... Could okay, I'm just assuming Gems Protocol was in fact on ICO sub, so I'll just take that for granted. Most ICOs are scams where people just leave, however, most online communities are ran by believers or whatever. So, this would have been like a dormant community where somebody could have reached out to somebody and just gotten to be like, Hey, can we start using this? Um, so I'm gonna say that this is not April Fool's. Oh, this is my least certainty one, but I'm trying to keep the perfect record here. Not April Fool's. This is plausible.
2: Yeah, not um, April Fool's.
1: Also not April Fool's. Okay. So I went ahead and looked into this and I, I go to the Gems Protocol site and all of the top posts are literally videos of Gems. And I'm like, this had to be April Fool's. It's just like for the day they decided they were going to post gem videos, right? Then I saw they are all from the same user. And then a little bit further down, the highest uh, or or the the most recent submission was from a user called 10125. And it says this Hi, we are a company located in Sri Lanka. Our company name is Prominent Impex LTD. We do have direct contacts with most of the gem owners in Sri Lanka. We do have more high valued stones for sale at the moment. We have blue sapphires, yellow sapphires, and many rare varieties <laughs> also. Customers can get these stones for a reasonable price than the normal market price. That's the way it was written. I'm not misreading it. Please contact, then they give the number or drop an email. We're available on WhatsApp also. This is a highly valued 1,349 CTS Blue Sapphire Gemstone. Actual value, $10.35 million. Discounted value, $9.95 million. Quick sale. Link to a video. Nice. So, (laughs) what actually happened was... It just so happened that on April first, some gem selling scam bots looked up the word gems, found gems protocol, and started posting in this subreddit. Ah. And since the moderators aren't doing anything because it doesn't exist, all the posts are still up. That's hilarious. So even though it wasn't exactly an April Fool's scam, it or April Fool's joke, it is still hilarious and something that happened on April Fools. So uh, it it is funny. Um, oh my god, we could go perfect here. And finally, leading cryptocurrency exchange Binance has decided to delist all leverage tokens from its platform amidst claims of lack of understanding from its users. Oh my god.
0: Oh, this is so tough. This definitely feels like a joke, but people are really dumb, so hold on a second. Delist <laughs> um, <laughs> list. All leveraged tokens. Brent, can I ask the moderator a question?
1: Maybe depends. Go ahead, ask the question. I'll either answer or decline to answer. What exactly
0: categorizes a token as a leveraged token?
1: Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> so I, I would assume the I don't know. I don't know the answer. To
0: that. Hmm. hmm. Okay. Then I am going to say this is April Fools' because it's too broad a categorization. For the main exchange to mass delist a bunch of coins. Just because people are retarded. So that's my read. And I'm sticking to it because I have to.
2: I mean, it just seems like a bad April Fool's joke. So I'm going to say it is not April Fool's. All right. Our first split decision? No, because remember you made me change. the li- I changed the last one based on... Uh... That stupid video because it was so (laughs) trolly and I just had to, you know, stick with the the
1: read. Uh, So I don't know the the term for leveraged. I don't know what a leveraged token is. I've never looked into it, but the tokens are bull and bear. And Binance did, in fact, delist them due to lack of understanding from its users. Uh, Not only Mm. did they delist them, they only gave people four days to sell their coins or they were going to sell them for them. So they are kind of – the the way they work is apparently these tokens follow some sort of co- leveraged contracts. And if you don't literally swing trade them or day trade them, you're almost guaranteed to lose money. So yeah, the uh, ba- users on both sides of the coin, bull and bear, were losing tons of money. And everybody was freaking out of Binance because they were like, but I bet on bear and it went down. Why didn't it make oh, any money? Oh, that's hilarious. Because they re- didn't understand how purchasing options works and uh they're yeah so yeah. Binance is like yep we're out in this and context it. it
0: makes sense and especially if there's only two of them i would guess like okay yeah the, the yeah. word all got me if hey it man, had said I, yeah. two leverage tokens i think i would have
2: called there we go i got a. Uh, I i got back we're <laughs> back to that even right me and kareem
1: <laughs> all right tying sucks. so that was the end of my April Fool's, not April Fool's section <clears throat> was lots of fun. Some of those were very close. It goes to show you how on even, you know, on an on April Fool's Day, some of these some of these things you got to do another little bit of research because they don't necessarily make that much sense. So looks like Kareem wants to split up my talking as he. Just well, otherwise I go back
0: our... to back talking. Nobody wants to hear. I yeah. yeah. do want to Actually, do
2: wanna just say that um uh, in regards to Gems Protocol, there was like a post on cryptocurrency two years ago saying, you know, Gems has truly shown their greed, disgusted by Gems, the greed of Gems ICO. And they just like, I mean, honestly, what they did was kind of impressive in the guard that they were able to get so many people in a short amount of time to share their project and went from virtually unknown within like four days to being like 40,000 people in their their subreddit and telegram and stuff. Uh, I remember getting a gems
1: allocation as the podcast, I think. Uh, That was when we were still kind of in like ICO craze mode. And one of the people that we were in a private chat with sent it. And they're like, sign up for this to get an allocation because blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. So I put in my email and it was like doing that thing that Vin Diesel did in Boiler Room where it's like, well, we can only sell you a million dollars worth of these tokens. (laughs) <laughs> you know kind of it's like okay what, something like that i don't know It's was little, so long gone. all you got to exactly do it. is
2: share it to other people and then you're good yeah yeah
1: that that's the type of
2: stuff that we're dealing with
0: it, like what one of the things that obviously crypto has benefited from being part of the modern age and information sharing and social media but going back to that conversation we were having the other day adam where we're like talking about the goods and the bad of social media this is what kind of sucks because a bunch of these projects got like the way which they raised money is the same way that things go viral. You know what I mean? Like it was just a competition to see what goes viral, what becomes popular, what influencer, you know what I mean? And it's like, okay, yeah, then maybe that works for like selling toothpaste or something irrelevant, but like it's not great for (laughs) tech
1: projects, you know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is that why I bought charcoal toothpaste cream? <laughs> yeah, I had a girl in a
0: bikini, and that's fine. Of course, you could decide how you brush your teeth based on you know how hot the girl is. But for some things, you know, maybe you shouldn't be based on retweets. Anyway,
1: anyway, y'all want
0: to hear about a very interesting patent?
1: Sure. Yes. Let's if, go. Unless it's Craig, Wright.
0: No, it's not Craig. No, we're talking about real patents. Real. Oh, okay. Um, all right. So Microsoft last week filed the patent uh, for a new crypto mining system. And guys, anybody watch Black Mirror?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Everybody yeah. Occasionally.
0: Okay, well, just to remind you that that's a documentary about the future, not related <laughs> to this story at all. I just want to have that in the back of your mind, shaping how you interpret this. Okay, so all kidding around aside, this is really weird and could be not, but all right, no more suspense. According to the patent... Uh, Microsoft has a cryptocurrency or wants to design a cryptocurrency that would, instead of using proof of work, use body activity data in order to mine the cryptocurrency. Okay.
1: So, Interesting.
0: specifically, I put a patent, I put a link to the patent itself, not just a news article, so you guys can check it out. But this is a quote from the patent. A brainwave or body heat emitted from the user when the user performs the task provided by an information or service provider, such as viewing an advertisement or using certain Internet services, can be used in the mining process. And what Microsoft says in this patent is that this could actually replace the computational work that would normally be required to create proof of work. Essentially, the data that is being gathered from the body activity can be the quote-unquote proof of work that mines the currency itself. And another quote says that a user can solve the computationally difficult problem unconsciously. So I think what they mean by (laughs) this… Unconsciously? Yeah, in a way, it is because you're not trying to. So let me put it to you this way, right? Hmm. This is the way I interpret it. With Bitcoin, we're trying to figure out a very specific, difficult number, right? And they're doing it at random and they're just kind of generating and that number is like the key, right? So I think what Microsoft is saying here is, okay, well, instead of making the key random, I can make the key the body signature that Brent's body produces when his eyes are focused on the screen. And therefore... Just by looking at the screen, Brent is going to produce the key for the block or essentially like just the the complex data that the device is reading from the body um, is already a complex enough data structure that we can use that to secure the blockchain and mine the currency. So how would it work? Essentially, this is where I say it's kind of getting black mirror-y because it says that the system can be coupled with the user's device and therefore have a communication system that would allow the user to know if the right conditions have been met and award the cryptocurrency directly. So maybe your body signature has already been verified, you have your phone or whatever, now it says, okay, view this ad for a minute and a half. And then once it can verify through the signature, your phone will say, yep, that counted. And then the cryptocurrency would get added directly to your wallet.
1: It was literally just in an episode of Star Trek. So in Star Trek The Next Generation, there is never an example of an advertisement. Only on Deep Space Nine one time did Quark. He reprogrammed the replicators, the things that make food, to make like coffee and mugs that had his face on them <laughs> <laughs> so they could go to his bar. But uh, for the most part, like in that future, there's no advertising in that particular future because they're post-scarcity and they don't really use money in that sense. But there is a new... new series out called Picard that is following Captain Jean-Luc Picard and they went to a place called Free Cloud, which I guess is like some sort of like hacker safe space libertarian Mm. colony and in order to even come close to the planet they had to have these holograms advertisements in front of them which were personalized to the person based on what they thought the person would want to do and you had to interact with the hologram to get it to go away you had to like Shoot it or pick something up to do something specifically to get it to go out of the way. Mm-hmm. So that is that's what I'm thinking when I see this. Like, do you want to get rid of this mm-hmm. ad? Well, you have to prove that you watched it by right. looking at the green section or something like that. Like that. Yeah, I think this is freaking cool. Uh, yeah, Black Mirror. Cool. Yeah,
2: It's sketch, but at the same time, like the future's coming no matter what. Like we kind of can't really stop it. Just everything that's going on, you know, virtual reality, cryptocurrency, AI, it's all coming. And it's like, if this can somehow, you know, like we're a, we could learn from it. Or sorry, not we could earn from it, not learn from it. And like, it's going to slow down. What does it say? Yeah. The massive computation work, it'll replace it. That seems like kind of a, net positive regarding that, which is, I feel like that's also, remember, remember Silicon Valley, the, where they had a data get in, there was an episode Well Brent's never seen Silicon Valley. I've never watched Silicon Valley. I don't understand how you have never watched it. Of all people to have never watched Silicon Valley, you are like the last person (laughs) I would ever expect to not watch it. Like, I I think you just don't watch it out of spite now because me and uh, my friend, we just gave you so much shit for not watching it.
0: Well, but,
2: yeah. Go ahead, Kareem.
0: No, look, I I agree with you in principle, almost a hundred percent here. Like, we're not going to wish away the future. We're not going to uh, stop progress and technology. And if we try to suppress it here, there's going to be pockets of human creativity elsewhere in the world that is that are going to develop these technologies. I agree with you. The future's coming. The problem is though, as these new tools become available for humanity what are the current power structures and what are the current societies that are going to be able to implement this, right? Like imagine if it's kind of like we now have all of this surveillance technology and and guess what? In the hands of the Chinese Communist Party, it's kind of scary, right? And I get it. We're going to make cameras. We're going to make body sensors. Drones are going to exist. There's nothing we could do about that. But the fact that there's already this kind of system in place that can exploit that technology so much so this is my fear a little bit with some of this stuff where it gets a little too america's so corporatist we're so like this weird business thing that once we start getting into the fact of like all right we'll we'll be connected to your body and sensing your body and make sure you're watching all the ads and then we'll give you money and you just see all these like and especially when so few companies control so many things so now it's like, okay, maybe we give you a currency that you can spend in all these things, but you can only earn it through this. And then it's just, I agree with you. I'm just saying that there's dark side that clearly we have to be aware of.
2: Yeah. I think it's definitely fair, you know, both sides. You have to be careful with it, but also you kind of have to be willing to accept. Embrace some of these, it. Yeah. Yeah. But seriously, you're just going to be okay, Kareem, with Brent having, have you not seen Silicon Valley either?
0: Oh, Listen, anytime the conversation is about not having watched something, I am not your ally. I am an irrelevant... Kareem hasn't even watched Game oh of Thrones. Oh, my
1: God. Whatever. But Every me. human on planet Earth watched Game of Thrones and got pissed off at the exact same time. They, they literally had an entire
2: season about k- cryptocurrency. Like mm-hmm. the, the last season and even a little bit the season before. And you guys are just not watching Silicon Valley. Oh, man. I feel like the the... The big crypto basic bitches need to sick them, sick these guys, get on them for not watching that show.
1: Uh, but all right. Yeah, let's move so, on, I guess. <laughs> it's It's been it's it's been exactly two years since one of our favorite meme coins, Banano was launched. <laughs> they were launched on April 1st of 2018, and they were our biggest cheerleaders when we were still doing the weekly updates in the our cryptocurrency discord. And they released their two-year anniversary summary, which we have a link to in the show notes. Some of the cool things that I didn't know about Banano on there, and this isn't like paid. I just happen to like them, and I one of their a, a big developers or even the creator is in our Discord. So they made <laughs> avatars for every wallet called monkeys. So monkeys, like your keys. <laughs> And it generates a unique avatar from all the private or from all the public keys. So like your wallet looks different depending on which one it is. They've got functioning wallets, uh, functioning gambling D apps. They forked originally off nano back then. So a lot of the things that work on nano work on banano. And everything you'd expect from like a project that was actually being run by developers and had an ICO and like all that stuff, they're basically on the same track. They released that amazing yellow paper that we've talked about that was like animated, had all kinds of memes on it. They're a meme coin, like I, but they they have some cool functioning things. And remember, we talked about Fold at Home last week on the show. We talked about Fold at Home at the beginning of the show. They've been working with Fold at Home for over a year. So if you're interested in working with Fold at Home and earning a little bit of a cryptocurrency, their Banano Miner actually integrates with Fold at Home. You can go to the link in the show notes. Their blog is... Uh, publish zero com, so it's up there and they've got a way for you to get set up to be working through the banana miner and getting paid in their meme coin uh, in the calium mobile app by putting your computer's resources towards fold at home so it's more mostly a turnkey solution that'll run in the background for you so do that if this has been sounding interesting to you i'm thinking about doing it myself and then finally they've uh they've, they've just introduced their next protocol which is going to be camo banana which will be their privacy layer and yeah there's so much thought into the memeing that's going on the fact that they're rich in potassium <laughs> has made made me like them more than doge they are now my favorite meme coin they maybe someday will crack the top 100,000 on coin market cap or top 1000 on coin market cap i don't know they're listed so they got that going for them uh, their total market caps like 350,000 so it's not like we're, too, we're we're not talking about a huge coin but the fact that that's their full market cap they just burned a ton of coins in like a party that they had for their uh, anniversary so i don't know. it was pretty cool check check out banano but more importantly go do the fold at home that you can do with banano and get a little meme coin for your trouble
2: (laughs) no no, more more importantly go do fold at home that you can do for coronavirus (laughs) but yes obviously the banana coin is good but this coronavirus thing is a is a thing
0: great segue speaking of coronavirus (laughs) All right, guys, little coronavirus update, of course, coronavirus in the economy. Wait, actually,
2: I'm sorry, Kareem. I do want to just say that I didn't realize that Banana was actually a uh, fork of Nano, which makes the pun even better. Uh, <laughs> I actually just think that these guys are some of the best punners out there. I mean, monkeys is fantastic. I'm just I'm a, I'm
1: I'm. Really, did you ever look at their yellow paper? I, I I like glanced through it, but I didn't. You know, right at the beginning, my favorite is the animated part that it was like speed test of banana versus nano. Oh god! And yeah, it was yeah. just like bananas and nano looking coins raining, and there was no actual speed. Test. I did look through that. It's <laughs> it's, it's amazing. These guys are, are hilarious. Oh my god! Uh, anyway, so yes. Kareem, Kareem, coronavirus fed update. Let's go. <laughs> All right,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I'm sure you guys have heard. Unfortunately, unemployment has skyrocketed. Makes sense. The economy has been shut
1: down. Um, the econ- the the I will tell you, from as a small business owner, the incentive uh, is not there to keep the the people going. I my my escape room employees are not highly paid. The unemployment bill, the way it is, they get $600 on top of whatever they would get for unemployment. Nobody may, has more than 20 hours a week in my escape room. So they're all way better off on unemployment. It makes no sense for me to even try to pay them, let them get more money by going on unemployment. And I'm not the only business doing that. So this is going to continue to skyrocket.
0: Yeah. Well, the Fed St. Louis project recently did a report. They said it was like a back of the envelope calculations but um, they expect a total of 47 million employment reductions. That would mean that our unemployment rate would reach 32.1%. Again, these are projections. But as a reference point, last week uh, or maybe two weeks ago, we had the biggest spike ever in unemployment claims. Of course, we had 3.3 million. The previous record was 330,000. So that is a order of magnitude increase. And that doubled this week. The most recent claim was 6.6 million jobless claims. And there are two complications that the Fed says are leading to this massive, massive jump in unemployment. One is that we have 66 million workers that are in occupations with high risk of layoffs. And that's considered sales, anything that involves production, food preparation, and the service industry. And we also have another 27 to 28 million people who are working in high contact intensive industries or jobs. So barbers, stylists, airline attendants, uh, food and beverage service, right? These are people who normally would come into high contact with people. And of course, everybody's trying to avoid contact. So... Poker dealers. Poker dealers, correct. So...
1: The number of poker rooms that were still running... Uh, like 10 days ago yeah. even sooner than that it was just there was one in florida that is next to the villages which is basically like um uh, it, it's like a giant it's a city that's a retirement home uh look it up it's the highest concentration of old people basically anywhere the closest poker room to them was like a 30 minute drive was still operating yeah uh, our governor everything else like,
0: our governor really dragged uh his feet with Trying to issue like a real order or guidance of staying at home, which is really bad for Florida because I mean I don't know the numbers, but I have to assume we have the highest or top three oldest populations in the states, and this kills old people. So I don't really know why we drag our feet so much. Well, it
2: doesn't. It doesn't just. Uh, it does kill old people, but it, it's actually. Uh, so for what it's worth, Florida actually seems to be performing well. From when I looked at the stats compared to other states, Florida seems to actually like like yeah they have like I mean they're a bigger states so they're going to have more deaths and they're going to have more cases, but that comparatively they're not doing as bad as you would think considering there is a high population. From what of- perspective,
0: though, Adam? Because if you're saying because of cases, I would argue that we're not testing at all.
2: Oh okay. You know, um, I, I, I was more I, like wait looking on those at the numbers, deaths, but yeah.
0: I'll tell you what. I will I will be very 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 happy that we if we can both agree on those news in a month, but April I feel is going to be tough for Florida because people have not been staying home, and we haven't had the the overrunning of the hospitals yet. But we'll you know hope for the best, of course. There so there
1: definitely could be if, some lag, for sure. If anyone's interested, there is a cool website uh, called COVID 19healthdataorg dot org. That has projections for the cases versus the beds available, and I think that that's a a pretty interesting metric that is done with good data analysis. That also shows like when it is most likely that each locality, and this is only for the United States, but each locality will peak in their cases. Florida's peak cases are not predicted for another 31 days, um, but because florida has so many old people i believe is the reason for this they're not as bad on the needed icu beds versus the available ones now they still don't have enough nobody does but their regular beds they don't have anywhere near enough but the icu beds compared to the regular beds which is where most of the deaths would be occurring are not too bad so if you take i don't know if you guys clicked on the link that i gave you but if you take a look at it there's like a there's a dotted line that shows you the available beds and then a green or a equal color uncertainty cone kind of that shows the needed beds based on projections. And if the, the shaded cone is higher than the dotted line, you're in trouble. So the ICU is a kind of a problem and the ventilators needed is also kind of a problem, but it wouldn't be too tough. To, it wouldn't be that bad to correct. So um, Florida could be okay.
2: Uh, yeah. And I do want to just clarify because not to be a stickler, but, uh, yes, COVID does affect old people, but, uh, I was actually looking at the California cases and it was half and it was like 18 through 49 was actually more than, uh, by a little bit more than the 50 plus demographic for who has the as case. As far as depths or contracting? Uh, as far as contracting it. Yeah,
1: so Yeah.
0: Cause the yeah. death rate is so much higher for old people.
2: They're yeah, being more careful. Yes, I know. It's just I think that there seemed to be a uh, with the younger crowd, there seemed to be a
1: preconceived notion or like, yeah, that it was going to be fine. You know, oh, uh, yeah, you, no, you no, know, no. like that's but, why they're contracting yeah. more cases. They yes. do feel that way. And they're not wrong. Like most they most people who are young and get it are going to be fine. Mm, I mean, so I've they also don't. heard that it's like it can be incredibly
2: brutal. So, like, I'm just yeah. I, I just am yeah. very much on the I'm uh, not an alarm. Brutal it, but, but not fatal.
1: For young, sure. people. Look, but like look, it, look, it's look.
2: like doesn't mean like, hey, go out and Guys, go to, to the clarify, beach in Florida or something.
0: It could be it could it could be deadly for anybody that contracts it. All we're saying is that there's a pretty clear the correlation, the older you are, the higher risk you are. And since Florida has so many old people, you would think that we are we would be particularly careful.
2: I completely I, agree. I just wanted to clarify to the listeners, yeah. even though I do think our listeners are generally pretty uh, above average intelligence. Uh, for sure. Listen to crypto basic. Yeah. All right.
0: So to put this in historical context, guys, remember the projection is 32.1% unemployment rate. The Great Depression, we peaked at 24.9%. Oof. So this would be six times more or uh, yeah, like 20% more than the Great Depression, relatively speaking, 6%
1: more overall. You mean the last time that anyone lost money in an FDIC Kareem.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of the Fed, I know we talked about this, but I just wanted to give the numbers specifically. You guys know the stimulus has been happening. Well, the Fed has effectively been printing about a million dollars a second. Just to give you guys the specific uh, numbers, the balance sheet has increased from billion to $5.25 trillion in the week of March 18th through the 25th. So that means that on average during that time period, the Fed was creating $970,000 every second. And for one more final piece of context for those crypto listeners, the Fed has been printing the equivalent of Bitcoin's market cap once every 35 hours.
2: Oh, my God. Jesus Christ.
0: Uh, So those are the numbers. I don't know. That's the way the cookie crumbles. I think is how I'm supposed to end that. And that's the way the Fed crumbles. I mean,
2: prints.
1: Oh, yeah. Fed's not going to crumble. Yeah.
2: So, you know, this is a, a dumb question, but I'm curious. Do they when they print it? Is it actually getting printed in a mint or is this just like, Hey, we like signed like a bunch of more money. So
0: some money does get printed, but the majority of the money creation by the fed is done by pressing a zero on a keyboard.
1: That's why the banks don't, the banks are allowed to hold zero. Now there is no threshold for what the banks have to keep on them. Like all this, all this stuff, it's going to be really, really interesting. And Scary and all of that to watch this play out because this is uh yeah i don't know it's sketch and we'll be here to uh pseudo cover it in the crypto sense every step of the way so with that being said no matter what we say we are not financial advisors anything like that please uh don't take this as any financial advice this is just us chatting every every so often and providing you some entertainment
2: Sayonara See you guys later Join us in Discord Peace